Hello, friends. This is the Messenger Podcast, where our goal is to develop messengers whose lives tell the story of the gospel. I'm your host, Addison Bevere, and today we've got another episode, another one of the Summer Book Club. See, we believe that each one of you is a messenger to your world, so our goal with this series is to give you practical tools to help you build your life and your faith. Today, I'm joined by Austin Bevere hey. and Matt Joya. What, what? And we are discussing our favorite books on, drumroll, uh, Mowage. Is Princess Bride? Marge? There it is. is there it is. You got, got it. it. Nailed yeah, it. Man, Nailed it. it. Okay. And I was, I was just going to finish the quote. Oh, marriage is what brings us here together. You, gotta, you actually three. have to. You actually have to. I say don't want to do it in the no, voice. I, feel, I get really self conscious. Yeah. Well, if on. you're going to finish okay, the fine. quote, you have to do here it. Here Marriage is what brings us together today. <laughs> I need to work on so it. We need to work on it. I got a four out of ten. Four, four, four out of ten. Out of ten. <laughs> four out of ten. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, so we're going to talk about marriage, and we're going to be sharing what we've learned from some of these marriage resources and from our own experience. Now, Austin's been married for... Whoa, I've been married for 10... 10? Months. Months. Okay, okay. 10 months. A lot and Matt's of experience. been married for double 12... Digits. Let's just recognize yeah, the double that's digits. That's a big month. accomplishment. That was, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. So really lean into whatever Austin says. Okay, and Matt, you've been married for what? 12 years. 12 years. Yeah, 12 okay, years. so all joking aside, we wanted to get a vantage point from someone who's newly married and someone who's more of a marriage veteran, and I have been so married who's for... Who? Well, that's, that's, that's self-explanatory. Okay. okay. All right. And I've been married for almost 11 years, so yes. I would like to consider myself on the same side of the table as you, Matt. Yeah. Just visually. That's how I see the table yeah. being so divided. Just there's, one and there's step no ahead. girls here talking, or no ladies talking about this, just guys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> that is kind of interesting. I mean, that was, a, that was an interesting move by Sarah, the producer, to put three guys on yeah. this episode. Yes. But that's the way well, she maybe wanted it's, it. Well, maybe it's because men don't usually talk about marriage stuff. Or feelings. Mm, that's and so, so good. we have so to this do is, all of that. This is our opportunity to make up for all the men out there I think that's why I'm actually nervous right now. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to talk about your feelings? Feelings, so, yes. So, okay, well, Austin, speaking of feelings, you have strong feelings towards certain books on marriage. I mean, you absolutely love these books. What yeah, are, I actually... Yeah. No, I just brought one. So I hope that's okay. Um, it's the Bible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, which is a great, there's a lot of, on marriage there, but uh, the, the book I chose was Marriage, The Journey by Ann Tripp. And so actually, cool you thing is- You love Ann Tripp. I do love Ann Tripp. So I don't know if, uh, if you're listening, if you're familiar with uh, the Renew course. So the, the same lady who wrote the book that inspired the Renew course wrote Marriage, The Journey. So um, after I read the, uh, the book she did on renewing your mind, um, I read this book and I love it. I absolutely loved it. So, and I read it before I was married. So, why do you love it? All right. So, you guys want to go there? Uh, that's that's sure, exactly what we're here. Is that where we're here? That's kind of the whole idea. All right. So, let me give you background on Anne. Oh. So, um, okay. she has been a counselor for more than 30 years, which is just as long as I've been, <laughs> You've alive. been alive. And uh, also, she's been married for almost 60 years. So, I, I actually have had the privilege of talking to her multiple times. Uh, marriage came up in both those calls, and I just love the wisdom that she has as a person. Mm -hmm. And so what she does in the book is she um, she's, has all this experience. She takes stories that she's had, changes the name, and kind of changes, changes it a little bit. And it's basically a lot of the compilations of some of the actual counseling she's done, the patterns she's seen. So it's like you're reading the book, but it kind of reads like a novel because you get to read through these people's stories, and it's so relatable. Mm -hmm. And so 
that's why I loved it. Um, and uh, she she has this mindset of, um, I just love it. Like everything that we need in life, you get it from God, if that makes sense. And so some of the things she tries to do in the book, similar to Renew, she breaks down the wrong belief patterns that are kind of keeping you stuck in this, mm-hmm. in this uh, instance with marriage. And so some of them are, my spouse is responsible for my emotional well-being. Wait, and that's not true. Right? That's not true. Okay, okay. Which honestly, it still takes you by surprise when you get married. You're like, dang, <laughs> this isn't working. <laughs> like, and so, but like you kind of, you go into marriage regardless you of. complete me. Yeah, exactly. You still have that. It's not Hollywood. explicit. You're like, yeah, I don't feel that way. I, I'm, I'm going to be like, you're obviously not complete me. But when you, after you get married, you're still like, Ah oh, man, it didn't work. Like I wasn't even trying to make it work, but it still didn't work. You know what I mean? You like still, yeah. Like and so ultimately, what the book uh, kind of points you to is, hey, what you want to do is get what you need from God, and then when you go yeah. into your marriage, it's like you get to serve and pour out towards that person. Yeah. And so it sounds so cliche, but the way she walks you through it and the book is just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I just want to say going into this, I know there's a lot of guys that are going to be able to resonate with this and, and I think some females too, but there's a stigma when it comes to reading uh, books on marriage, going to seminars on marriage, because when you offer that to someone, they immediately take it as, oh, you think something's wrong with my marriage. But think about it. Nobody ever does that with a business. If Austin had a pizza business and I said, hey, you need to read this book on business or you need to come to this seminar, he would look at it as an opportunity to be able to grow his business. And so all of us need to understand that marriage takes work. It doesn't take work in your 20s. It takes work in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. You're going to be working on this masterpiece your entire life. So dig your heels in. It's not an attack against that you don't have a good marriage. It just means that you have a desire to make your marriage the best marriage it can possibly be. And so I I chose to read the book Marriage on the Rock. So it's not a journey, but it is. But Marriage on the Rock by Jimmy Evans. The book's been around for a long, long time. So it's rock singular or rocks plural? It's it's the rock. The rock. Okay. That's that's what I thought. I was picking up. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah. I'll take a marriage on the rocks. (laughs) Shaken, not wow. stood. And so um, it's Marriage on the Rock by Jimmy Evans. I'd heard about this guy for, for a long time. Um, I'd heard of a couple, I've watched a couple of his uh, sermons. He's been sermons. to the Messenger Cup multiple times. He's been yeah. to Messenger Cup. He's a good man. And yeah, he's, a, he's, he's an a amazing man. man. And actually, he was touching on what you were sharing, Austin. And he calls it um, every human being has four basic needs. And those needs are acceptance, identity, security, and purpose. I didn't hear the Enneagram in there anywhere. Are you sure that's right? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's so, under identity. Actually, oh, that, that's over all four of them. All right. Can you run those through again? Yeah, I'll, I, I'll, I I'll run those through. So yes. every human being has four basic needs, acceptance, identity, security, and purpose. He refers to this as a God-shaped whole. In other words, only God can fulfill you in all of these areas. So you shouldn't be looking to your spouse. You certainly shouldn't be looking to your business. But we often make the mistake of trying to fill these things with other things. And so first and foremost, you have to have that relationship with Jesus solidified in your heart. He has to be able to meet every single one of your needs in order for a marriage to be able to work. He has this amazing quote, and I love this. Every every single person should say this as a banner over their marriage. Your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. If you do it God's way, 
you have a hundred percent chance of success. Now, of course, that's two parties. That's the husband and the wife. But if you because the covenant, covenant it, takes two people. Absolutely, and we know that the word of God says, you know, if the Lord doesn't build the house, the laborers labor in vain. So essentially, what He's doing in this book is He gives you a blueprint which is, is outlined all throughout Scripture to be able to build your marriage upon, build your marriage on Jesus. And so um, one of the things he talks about I thought was very interesting, and you know, in Genesis it talks about this, for this reason a husband should leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife. He, he said that word cleave, if you break it down, is a form of pursue. And we often know what it means Wait, to— Wait, so, so you don't stop pursuing your wife? When you get married? Bingo. I just felt like we were in volleyball, and you just, oh, yeah. you just, just set said, me up, did. man. And then, that's 15 years of friendship right that's there. That's right there, and I'm about to bring it down. No, you never stop pursuing your wife. Um, and this is something, if it doesn't come natural, first and foremost, let me say this. You have the ability to pursue because you pursued up until this point. And I'm speaking to the fellas right now. You guys now. have game. You guys got game. You got it. Every man out there. If you're in the marriage game, you got game. You got it. Okay, something you did worked along the line. But it's not time to retire it and put it up on a shelf. You need to continue to work at it and enhance it. It's just like a muscle. And yeah. you need to work it every single day in order for it to be able to grow. What if you forgot your game? I have an idea. Well, Stella got her groove back, so you can okay. get your game back. Or or just be honest with your wife. Be like, hey, babe, what were some things yeah, we were dating that absolutely. you loved that yeah. I did? But and she will, she will be questions. able to tell you probably pretty quickly. But, but can I just tell you this? Women, all women, Enneagram 1 through 8 or however many. 1 through Enneagram, 9. 1 through 9. On, sorry, the 9s. Don't do that. I don't mean to... Don't do that. Were you doing that intentionally? The, just enneagrams are so don't, overplayed don't, right don't now. Don't insult it's all the nines so, out there. We're really sorry. I'm sorry, nines. I like I'm to think a, of myself as a ten. I'm a three, <laughs> and so I was just trying to get through it. But um, what I was going to say is, n every woman loves to hear that you find them beautiful, that you find them attractive. They love to be flirted with, and so you should never stop pursuing your wife in that manner. You should be telling her how amazing she looks. You should be complimenting her every single step of the way. Yeah, my and also this goes for the ladies too. Yes, I don't thank wanna, you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Mr. Words of Affirmation yeah, over man, there. Come on. <laughs> it goes for the ladies as well. Ladies, your men, most yeah. likely, they, they like you to tell them how awesome they are. My mom tells, uh, tells people this all the time, but if you're sick of hearing your husband talk about himself so much, you're probably not talking about him as, as much as you should. Bam. So mic job. So yeah. So get show your man some love. Yeah. I like Tell him. Yeah. Tell him why you married him. Tell hey. him why you're having his children or had his children. Yeah, your triceps look like horseshoes. Something <laughs> like that. Every guy loves the muscle compliment. I'm giving you a huge solid. <laughs> even, so even if he's forgotten yeah. who he is, remind him yeah. of how God sees him and how you see him. There's something so powerful of about faith when we look at someone and we say hey i see this in you and even though you don't necessarily see this right now aren't living in line with this reality i'm going to speak it over you i'm going to declare it over you and i'm going to watch your world change yep because i'm going to declare this over your life well and i love how you just turned it from yeah you know like making compliments about how each other looks that's great but really being able to see the man or woman that's inside of them the destiny that's been on them and being able to call those things forth i look at my life and, and no one has spoken to my life more than my than, than my wife 
and how she's seen things in me at my lowest times and been able to, to call me up. And so every single one of us, you know, has that position in our spouse's life. So, you know, make sure that you're getting that download from God and, and just call him to a higher, higher level. So as a man, when your wife yeah. compliments you, what does that do for you? Oh, my confidence goes through the roof. I feel recognized. It's like... And do you want to be that person, even if you're like, yeah, oh, absolutely. I don't know if I'm actually that, but yeah. yeah. My wife constantly says, you're the best husband in the whole world. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, yeah. like no, no you competition. You guys husband. are great. Yeah. You guys yeah. are great. Yeah. Yeah. My wife thinks I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. But no, when she says, I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. Like I, I, and she says in a way where I really feel like she believes that because yeah. I do believe that she believes that. And so for me, I'm like, okay, like that's, I want to live up to that. I want to be that. And right. so. There's an old saying that if you treat someone as they are, they will remain as they are. But if you treat them as they could and they should be, they will become something more. Yeah. And, and that, so that's beautiful marriage. And you say something at us yeah. a lot that you said, it's not hard to be critical. It takes two eyes and a carnal brain, right? Yeah. Um, I love that because it's so easy to point out what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think the people who d- do the best in life are the people who are able to figure out what's right about someone yeah. and to pull that out of them. And so um, I know for me, if I can do that for Jess, that makes her a better person. When she does that for me, that makes me a better person. And so mm-hmm. I love that. I love that ability because it goes against what you feel sometimes, yeah. what you're thinking, and you, you have the chance to change that and be like, I'm going to call yeah. this out in them. And, so. and the reality is every single one of us, and this is a good segue into one of my two books, The Story of Marriage, written by John and Lisa Bevere. I've heard of that oh, one. Oh, yeah. It's a good uh, one. It's a really good one. So what I love about this book is instead of resorting to a simple formula, the book makes the case that, look, every single marriage is a unique reflection Mm -hmm. of the people who are in covenant in that marriage. And so it is special. It is a journey to figure out, okay, what does that mean for us to do marriage? Yes, there are principles, there are ideas, there are values that transcend relationship, but figuring out what does marriage look like for you and your spouse? What does our covenant look like? Yeah. What does what does God put on us as a married couple that is unique to us? And that's fun. And I think a lot of people need to hear liberty. Like, look, your story is going to look different, and that's okay. And a part of the journey, a part of the meaning of the journey is figuring out what that means for you as a couple. Yeah, and, and you're hitting on something really big, and your parents really outlined this. I think they were in a Chinese restaurant, and they were dr- they were dreaming about what their life was going to be. What is it going to look like when we have children? What is it going to look like when we step into all that God has prepared for us? And they wrote it down on a napkin. You need to be sharing your dreams um, with one another. You need to be talking about it, and just so that's so important. Every You should be setting time aside every single week to just dream about where you see yourselves in two years, five years, 10 years, next week. And so that's such an important part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you can't, if you're like, man, I just, I can't afford a babysitter in this season or whatever, just trade, trade kids. Yeah. Like one week. We've take, done that. Take, we have. Yeah. Take, take, take the kids and the next week, let the other couple um, mm-hmm. have the kids and, 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 and be intentional. Yeah. Because what you're intentional with will grow, and that yep. includes your marriage. And then the other other book I'd recommend is Sacred Marriage by Gary Thomas. This is a book that I read a long time ago. And his old premise is marriage isn't God's design to make you happy. It's God's design to make you holy. And when you mm-hmm. go into marriage with that understanding, you actually do become happy. But when we go into life just looking for happiness, we, we forego meaning. We, we lose track of what actually makes life happy 
meaningful because we're just looking for something that's transient. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. And so what I love about this is he, he creates a picture of what it looks like in marriage when we follow God's example outlined in Ephesians 5 of what it means for husbands to love their wives like Christ loved the church and wives to love their husbands the way that a mm-hmm. we as a church are supposed to respond to, to Christ's love. It's a, it's a beautiful book, and um, if you haven't read it, that'd be a great book to read for people who are married and also people who are wanting to be married. Yep. I remember when uh, I was dating Jess, that's the quote that you told me was marriage isn't about making you happy, it's about making you holy. And that's, that's a tough reality. But um, holiness is really what we're aspiring to and what we want to get to. And it's more, I don't know, it's, I feel like, I don't know how to put this, like higher than happiness, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's higher than happiness because it's higher than happiness. It includes happiness. Like yeah. When, you, when yeah. you truly do live a holy life, and I'm not talking about like the weird legalism that people try to place on holiness. I'm talking about the otherness of holiness, like the the life that God designed like us to right. your life, even what that looks like. Like right. when you live like that in marriage, in work, in play, in every area of your life, it is phenomenal what you start to experience: the Absolutely. joy, the elation, the happiness. Yep. All of these things that we search for, they come to us. Yep. And that's why Jesus said over and over again: if you want to find life, if you want to know true life, mm-hmm. deny yourself. Yep. Lay down your life and follow me. And what he's saying is follow my example. Yep. Follow the way that I did this whole humanity thing. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, you're going to find a life of purpose, which going back to what you described earlier, the four things, like we need to know we have purpose. Yep. We need to know we have identity. We need to know we have purpose. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, they get confused about their purpose and identity in marriage because they're just looking to marriage to make them happy. Yep. Right, yeah. And you learn yeah. a lot more. And can I say this? So I, I'm just going to be brutally honest here. At the beginning of our marriage, my wife was a believer. I was a believer. And we almost kind of had like our own relationship with God, which is good. But we didn't often, we prayed together like at meals. We prayed together when something big came up. But if I'm honest, we didn't have like a, we didn't pray together and study the word together all the time. And when I noticed a shift in that about four years into our marriage, we started to read the word of God together. We started to send each other scriptures. And there is a spiritual intimacy, a level of intimacy that trumps anything that you can find in this world. And I would encourage you, I know sometimes it can feel clumsy and it can feel awkward. And I think that's the reason that maybe we kind of just, we didn't do it at the beginning because it just takes somebody leading it. But I would encourage every single one of our listeners, and you don't have to, don't get legalistic or ritualistic about it. You know, it doesn't have to be every single day, but, you know, just carve out some time and say, this is what the Holy Spirit's been showing me, and this is what God's been showing me. I got this scripture, and you're going you're gonna to find before you know it, you're going to crave it. You're going to desire it. You're going to want it. And honestly, that connection and level of intimacy is is beyond anything physical. I'll just leave it at that, that you can attain. That's so interesting. Like literally this past week, I had someone say, hey, pray more with your spouse or pray with your spouse. And I was like, how do you do that? Because I pray different yeah. than Jess probably does. And that was probably <laughs> interesting for you and, sure. and your wife because you're you're more on the loud side. She's more reserved, more quiet. And so... Yeah, I, I could you... tell you a story about that real quick because I know okay. we're bumping up against the time. But I remember one time, so I am loud. I'm Italian and I'm from the Northeast. So I'm direct, I'm blunt. And uh, we were praying. We're praying for something. We're believing God for something. So she was sitting down with, like, her Bible out, like, taking notes. I don't even know. And I'm, like, praying in the spirit at the top of my lungs. And I'm like, hey, when we... I shouldn't even, when we pray in this family, like we're standing up and we're believing, we're passionate because I'm the leader, right? I'm called Mm -hmm. to lead. And and so that was just shows my immaturity in that moment. Did she She, smack you? She was so upset. 
because I was telling her how to relate to God. And so honestly, that was one of the only nights I can remember that we didn't resolve things. We let the sun go down on our anger. It wasn't good. So I was leaving for work. I left out a how to respond when you feel mistreated. Oh, no, you did it. I did. Oh, it, was did so, it. it was so terrible. How long had you been married at this time? Uh, this was only like a year. Okay? okay. We were married for a year and I left that book out. When I came home from work that day, okay, it was torn into pieces and it was a hardback book. So just use your imagination. My wife's like super tiny. She tears this book apart. And so I'm praying and I'm like, God, and, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit reminds me, the effective fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. And I'm like, yes, she's not being fervent. And he's like, look up fervent. And it's, it's great emotion with zeal. And I was like, yeah, she's not showing great emotion. And the Holy Spirit said this to me. I'll never forget. He said, Matt, has Jess ever told you that she loves you? And I said, yeah. She said she ever said it with great emotion. I'm like, yeah, she's definitely said it with great emotion. Did she shout it in your ear? I said, no, no, she, no, she didn't. And he said, great emotion, zeal, isn't the decibel level of your voice. And so your wife's trying to teach you something right now. You need to listen. And that so is, I had to go to her and repented an and apologized. amazing story. <laughs> and that's, that's a big part of marriage, too, is like understanding. Yeah. Gosh, but that's an amazing story. I love that. Well, and acknowledging when you're wrong, taking responsibility and ownership as well. I think what we should do is have another podcast where your wife, my wife, and yeah, Addison's wife comes be. on. <laughs> Get Julie, Jess, and Justin here yeah. to see what happens, see what they say. The Jays. Because honestly, it's a big yeah. part of marriage is when you actually realize kind of the other person's outlook on yeah. something that's yep. some, yeah. some that's of the most mature. eye-opening times is you're like oh yep so but it's good yeah. well guys thank you thank you for your contributions and your stories and your humor i love you both very much these love were actually too. my best men love you Ed. and uh in my wedding so it's nostalgic heaven the two of you in the studio with me and to all our listeners out there thank you so much for tuning in today we love hearing from you so if you could take a minute right now and click the subscribe button or write a review that really helps us get these messages out and helps us connect more people with the messages. And I actually want to highlight a review. Today's review comes from Yay47853. Yay47853, I see you. And this is what he or she wrote. This show helps me see situations in my life from a godly biblical perspective. I genuinely feel like every episode speaks to my life, whether it's a thought I've had that needs correction or a feeling that needs confirmation. I'm always learning something new about God. I like that we hear from multiple speakers. Hearing so many people speak on God's power and love validates everything I know about him and pushes me to deepen my relationship with him. So not only am I learning new things about God, but I'm also learning how to be a better follower of Christ. Thank you, Messenger Team, for speaking so many truths and for not being afraid to have those hard conversations. Thank you, yay47853. Yeah, hey, you don't have to write a review that's that long. But um, that's, a great if you write, review. that's a phenomenal review. Yeah. If you write a long review, we love it. We read them. Our executive producer reads all of them and sends them to us, and we get on and read them as well. And then also, I want to mention, in, a, in addition to the books that we shared today, we also have All Access, which is our discipleship um, training platform. You've got coaching. You've got community. You've got great teaching, short films, all sorts of wonderful stuff on there. We have a couple thousand people in there. And we actually have the story of marriage. We have the full teaching series with course guides and additional resources and all of that. You can access it. John and Lisa, they go through, they teach the content. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. And because you listen to the podcast, you can actually get a month free trial. Yes, a month free trial by visiting messengerpodcast.com slash all access. Again, that's messengerpodcast.com forward slash all access. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. And as you go, remember, you are a messenger to the people in your world. Your life is a message.
So lean into God's grace and watch your world change. Until next time. Thanks for listening to The Messenger Podcast. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review and be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. You can connect with us through Facebook, Instagram, and through our website at messengerinternational.org. Until next time. Thank you.